What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin, joined live with Meals or by Meals, whichever one. I don't know what's gra- grammatically correct. What's up, Meals? <laughs> Whoa, um, we're here. Everything feels good, of course. The sounds of New York City right behind me, the gentrified New York City, by the way. Um, we're here. Um, do you do you have that problem? Um, in LA, but, where people are having these pseudo discussions about <laughs> gentrification and who contributed to it, and memories of like this is how LA used to be back in 2012. <laughs> I, I I would say I I mean I've been here. Eight you years. came in 2015. Yeah, so you came yeah, in. So been here you're part years. of the, you're allegedly part of the problem. Allegedly, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not. I'm not. But um. Because I mean, I I very I left very little of a of a I want to say like a um residential footprint or anything. Like I didn't mm-hmm. go rent out the most expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like I I didn't I've never done that. But like I I don't want to disrespect where I live at. You know what I'm saying? I'm very respectful to this area and the people that live here. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I do I do understand that like there is a conversation that happens about it. But I just think that LA people do not go on Twitter for hours to do that type of thing and. <laughs> Um, I would say, you know what I'm saying? I would say that that's probably like the, the thing that they don't do, but I mean, obviously Inglewood is, is, you know, ripe for gentrification right now. It's actually being renovated all over, you know, just in time for WrestleMania next year, you know? So, um, they're pushing Damn. people out. Yeah. They're pushing Where's people. the problem. No, <laughs> they're pushing people to, um, to East LA and, and, you know, that, that is the area where a lot of, of black and brown people are. And, you know, obviously you have extenuating circumstances such as gangs and and you know poverty and stuff like that and that's just going to make that situation even worse you know what i'm saying so like that that is definitely a thing here what i saw on twitter today was mostly people complaining about rent prices and you know places being owned by black people and you know stuff like that that, that's like that's part of the the issue but I, i think like more than anything is like why are we finger pointing people you know for colonization is really an american thing <laughs> let's just be real people are doing the same thing that their forefathers have always done ain't nobody moving to alabama for no shit like that they're not moving to idaho there's a reason why they're not moving to idaho ain't shit to do out there i mean <laughs> to, to be honest with you yeah i mean you know it's so wild i was having a conversation actually it was one of my Actually, it's a very old white coworker who used to live in the same neighborhood as my dad currently lives. And my dad we used to live in a neighborhood and used to be like predominantly like West Indian um, people. And now it's definitely like way whiter than it is. And he was just like, yeah, white people came in and like kind of just messed everything up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for the last number of years, I I don't say it's necessarily messed everything up, but it, it makes me definitely look back at like, Yo, we never had these amenities when we were living here dirt poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, for... I started going to the gym when I was a kid, when I was in high school, because high school was the only place where they had a gym. Like, that's the only place I I learned to work out there. I learned to do everything there, but it was at school. So if I wasn't at school, I wasn't working out. And for years, I remember looking for an actual gym. I would get on the train, 
and and go far. I would go to the YMCA, and it took me an hour to get to the YMCA, but I would go to the YMCA, work out for 30 minutes, and then have to take the train back and have to essentially take another, like, 40 minutes to an hour commute back home. And I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy. And then, you know, once kind of everything started happening, you see a lot more gyms popping up. You see a lot more certain amenities popping up, bike things, bike lanes, all these other stuff like that. And I was like, damn, this is kind of crazy how they treat us because we ain't had none of this shit when we were dirt poor. We ain't have none of this shit when it was just, you know, us living in these neighborhoods. And I guess it wasn't as many transplants as they were. And, you know, um, major metropolitan area you know what i'm saying yeah and, and i was and, also looking at like the architecture too because like they're building these buildings so high up and it's ridiculous when you put them in neighborhoods where you know all these essentially all the houses are kind of like a very similar height and now you're building these like 18 story apartment condo co-op um situations and it just looks like it's just kind of like ruining the neighborhood or at least it just ruins the warmth of the neighborhood and stuff like that so uh, gentrification man yeah it's it, it really is you know it really is terrible um you know a, you know a lot of it that that happens but it's like don't like a lot don't of blame each other for it that's yeah a lot of the blame that's what i was gonna say a lot of the blame falls on uh property owners it falls on landlords it falls on the government like our infrastructure in america is terrible yeah. <laughs> like Think about the, the, we live in the two, me and you live in the two biggest metropolitan cities and there's no space for anyone here. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find a place to live right now. You know what I mean? I have to live outside of the city. So like, the, like for people to be like, oh, you come in and I didn't come for, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm trying to, I, I, I live comfortably, but I know that I'm not, you know, not trying to live in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like people from, from here know that that's not possible. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's just crazy. Right. You know? So like. It, it is crazy. And, and I think that people, I think on Twitter, people just love to fight all the time. And nah, that's really it. Cause it, it was, it was grown into a conversation that I kind of felt like I've seen similar situation with wrestling. Like I remember the dude who just like when AEW ratings weren't bad, were bad and they were blaming us for like not supporting other black wrestlers by watching AEW. I was like, it's not on us to put <laughs> these black wrestlers in great positions it's really up to Tony Khan or Vince McMahon or any of the, it's not, I mean, yes, we can watch, but there's only so much that we can do to make effective change. It has to kind of go through them who has to kind of last stop on this. So I was seeing that conversation grow into that. And that's what made me say, it's like, yo, why are we really like, yes, we we're definitely, there's a part of it that's like reactionary to all these new transplants and business and people they want money right and they know that all these people who come from out of you know get these jobs in here from possibly out of state coming in and they're coming in with money and they want to say okay here are the properties for them um or just a lifestyle for them or neighborhoods for them or something along those lines but Mm -hmm. it's really like i don't want to i don't want to start this like internal war where it's like it's these people doing it you know yeah um Except WrestleMania, yo, they announced WrestleMania so early this year. What was up with that? I I think um, I've done a lot of asking around, and I, and and also a lot of just analysis myself. I think a lot of factors really go into that. One of them being, as we talk about gentrification and stuff like that, Sophie Stadium is a new venue, and it is probably maybe two times more expensive than AT and T Stadium is. So I'm guessing that they figure. Mania hasn't been here in 10 years. That's one of the factors. So 
you know, they expect that there'll either be people on the fence or it'll be rabid and then they can they can see what what it looks like by the end of the year. But also that it's going to be a lot more expensive for people to fly into here because L.A. is just expensive in general. So they can't do the regular what was it five to six month lead in that they usually do. I think, mm-hmm. nine, you know, nine to ten months seems to be the most realistic for them. And I think it's going to allow them to avoid a money in the bank situation, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm looking and all of that completely makes sense. And, I'm, you know, I'm look, we're looking at it, too. I remember um, when we were coming up with the, the GoFundMe, I mean, we were talking about it with Victor and stuff like that. And we we're going over prices and stuff like that. Um, we were trying to figure out, all right, what's going to be the best price point? we need to raise to truly make this thing happen. And the reason why that press point, I mean, and make sure you guys go donate to the GoFundMe, of course, to send the wrestling cup to WrestleMania. But the reason why that price point is $15,000 is because it legitimately might be $15,000 to get these people yeah. over to oh, WrestleMania. Like absolutely. five people over to WrestleMania, it might be $15,000. And and to have a good time and to eat, to travel, to, to um, you know, hopefully get something from access or something you know we set that number not knowing that it would be out so early but i we set that number based on like what i know of how things operate out here like when i went to dallas this year i didn't know how anything operated ended up being a lot less than we thought like other than ubers it was like pretty much really easy to eat um really easy to like get around you know what i'm saying ubers ended up being like maybe know 15 20 bucks at a time but other unless you were leaving from the venue at wrestlemania so that would be about 50 bucks because of just Mm -hmm. the surge but like expect that to go up to 100 120 and depending on where you stay so if you're staying outside the city you know um sophie is sophie is in is in inglewood so the closest thing you got there is is, um el segundo where lax is um Mm -hmm. you can try to go to like south bay and stuff like that but that's outside the city that you're gonna be you'll be planning paying a premium for that you know what I mean? Marina Del Rey, all that shit. If you want to like be somewhere nice, if you're going into the city, that's still a drive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Uber is going to be about around 40, 50 bucks for you. So like if y'all listening to this and you're thinking about LA and WrestleMania, start putting your ducks in a row right now. I would say that I don't expect them to sell out the day of because it's just so far ahead. But I think they know that. And plus, there's been no matches announced. <laughs> so like at the end of the day, like they know that this is going to be pretty much like they're, they're going to be selling it right up to the to the point of when it when it happens there's 70k plus seats there um i would say right now you should probably start saving really <laughs> i mean i've been trying it's tough but i've really really been trying i don't know because i mean just the flight prices themselves man just to even get there is the is 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 rough in itself and not everybody has it i mean we're talking about i mean we're talking about like real life stuff right um and we alluded to some of this in a previous show before, but we talk about real life stuff in terms of like rent is going up, like mm-hmm. at, across the board, like across it's going up. Prices for things are going up. I mean, salaries may not be going up, but everything else is for some people for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but everything is starting to cost more. You know what I'm saying? Like inflation. I mean, people talk about recession that potentially we be we may enter in. Um, it's, it's real, so you know, just be prepared. Be yeah, be careful out there, man. Be careful out there. I want I want to see everybody at Mania, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to see everybody there. So, um, be safe, be careful. Uh, stop, stop bringing gentrification 
conversations into a platform like Twitter where no one has any type of context as to how to actually do these things. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't trust a large amount of people. Like, there's so many people like, I can't believe you're saying this. We used to party together. I'm like, bro. <laughs> no. Fuck out of here. Yeah, you're not trying to hear that shit, man. Get over it. Get over it, man. Is there any is there any other loose loose ends? We gotta tie up uh spot callers is coming out um in the next couple of days. Mills, are you gonna be joining us or not? Are you gonna come up ne- next month? I will probably have to hold off till next month. I have not watched it. I've been watching so many other various things and preparing for, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. I didn't get to watch the bash yet, so I probably won't be on it. But I'll I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> so me and Cyrus oh, had to watch. Me and Cyrus had to watch The Bash 2009. We're going to have some words for the patrons on that episode. Uh, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting because we get to talk about 2009, 2010. All, all pre-pipe bomb booking for WWE was very mm. interesting. You were in a, you're in a moment and a time where they were like, we do not know what to do. And we have these guys that are getting older and we got new guys that are not connecting. Let's try some things. Absolutely. I do. You know what? I do want to. So I was listening to, first of all, I was listening to the war report last week and heard um, Cyrus and Quan. I didn't get my tickets. What the hell happened? And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, I didn't get a ticket. I didn't get a ticket. We found out essentially what had happened was, all right. So of course we have the merch coming up. The merch is coming very, very soon, by the way. People have seen us wear it. Yeah. People have seen us. So if you've seen, you can go to Armand's Instagram page. He's wearing the shirt. You can see some various stuff online. You see Justin posted the tickets um, sometime last week. So we've been, you know, we've been sending out tickets alongside with the t-shirt as well. I sent some, of course, to the crew early. They got it. Apparently, I didn't do a great enough job packaging them because, or maybe they're just little kids who just ripped the thing up and then threw out the bag afterwards. But nonetheless, their tickets. I think the latter is true. (laughs) (laughs) But they did get tickets and I guess it was just still in the bag and they threw out the bag and now they no longer have tickets. So there's two more spots open. To be, fair, to, be, to be fair, I don't know how you could have crumpled that bag up and not felt something hard in the bag because that's exactly what I almost did. And I said, is there an extra um, is there an extra like um, tag in it or something like that? Like, is there an extra like like, you know, like you put the you put it on the bag, like the um, the, the sensor thing, whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? And I said, oh, it's the tickets. It's like, I'm like, unless y'all felt nothing on your hands, maybe I just got soft hands that are receptive to everything. There's no way you didn't know that there was that there was tickets in there. There's no way, right? No, there, there should be no way. But <laughs> I don't know. Modern, you know, whatever. Um, nonetheless. You see, so, you just, you a millennial. <laughs> I, yes, essentially. Um, nonetheless. Merch will be dropping very, very soon. It should be before the end of this month. So make sure you guys look out for it. We're going to do a whole full rollout on it. But the merch is definitely there. Um, it'll be available for pre-order. What I'll say is be ready for when the pre-order drops. So put in all your guys' orders so you know I can order this huge thing all at once and send them out to you. And you know, all the patrons who have been main eventer or Hall of Fame patrons have got theirs already or should have theirs by the time that this comes out. So yeah, Cornell, Cornell, it's on the way. Cornell, it's on the way. 
nah, it's definitely on the way. Like the reason why his take a little bit, apparently, you know, some people who are closer to me, who are closer to New York City, get it before people who aren't as close to New York City. Um, so people who are in Jersey get it usually the day after. And people who are in Florida, usually two or and or three business days. But I still think that's pretty quick. I mean, to be honest with you, I ordered a lot of stuff from a lot of people this summer. I ain't get it yet. <laughs> summer about to be over. I'm about to have to wear sh- coats and stuff. I'm about to have to start looking for coats. So I'm I'm concerned about that. Right, but, get your, get your advance in leather. You work now. Anyway. Uh, what? <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> I don't even. What was the time step? I'll believe it out. Whatever. We're going to go to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, uh, but, you know, if you're on Patreon, obviously you're going to get this uh, very, uh, right now. But we'll be right back on the A show. All right, we're back in public. No holds barred. We are. We are truly, truly, in the dog days <laughs> of summer. <laughs> In every in, one man, <laughs> in every sh- like way, shape, and form um, of this thing, we are we're struggling, brother. We're struggling. Is there any news? I mean, um, okay. So I've been circling, of course, to dailysmart.com. Make sure you guys go to the dailysmart.com to get all your wrestling news and everything of the sort. Um, first little bit of news. First of all, it looks like Clash of the Castle is about to sell out. It Legit <laughs> 60,000 tickets thus far, according to WrestleTix on Twitter. Um, the current capacity is 71,000. It's got 60,000 thus far. The people want to see it. To be honest with you, if they don't crown Drew, <laughs> <laughs> we riot. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to riot. They might riot. I might, I'm good over here, but... <laughs> They might riot. I mean, this is the biggest show that probably, I mean, this is essentially WrestleMania part two. At least that's how it should be treated, considering there's no pay-per-view for the month of August and we have all that time to build. We should be really, really preparing this for like WrestleMania part two. Um, um, what I would say, look at the lead in time they did. They announced this a long time ago. Tickets went on sale a while ago. It's seemingly following the same... Um, path of They're time to promote it already they're starting to promote it a little bit with the, yeah. the Seamus and drew program so yeah i i think that um I, i'm just saying look at it in in terms of like how they started that early and um pushing for wrestlemania in la so um it looks to be like these big big you know events they're going to be i would i would expect them to start doing SummerSlam in like march you know what i mean like like it, and it makes sense you know what i'm saying I, I think it's a um it's a good move for for all parties to do that but yeah, shout out to them. I think it's it, there, there's definitely, you know, obviously a hype for it being f- the first time in a really long time, but there's a hype for like what could happen. Um, I think you got to do a big moment there. I, I think you 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 hold off and you wait and you, and you give them a good moment. And you give them something to, to, to those people out there, a good um, a good moment to go home on. Oof, I agree, to be honest with you. I really, really agree. Um, we got Big E news. He doesn't have to get surgery, so the, the he had um he had an interview essentially with I believe it was ESPN, um 
He said, it's very sobering to hear that I think it's a thing to be something great, to be continent. You can't spend all your time worrying about possibly fatal injuries or breaking your neck. You kind of have to go out there, be free in the moment. I think a lot of us performers don't spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff. I never thought I would be. Um, he pretty much confirmed during this interview that he will not have to get surgery. He probably still will be out until next year. Um, but surgery is not on the horizon for him. So you know what? Get well soon, Big E. I'm interesting to see how Big E, how does Big E fit within the WWE kind of climate? Do you put him back with the New Day? Do you try something new? What would you, how would you go about kind of like Big E 2023? <clears throat> um, I think I, it, it just depends on who's the top guys at the time. Like I, I can't even call it. You know what I mean? Like, we do have our established like six on the men's side, six on the women's side right now. I think that, and, and I think it's going well. But I think like if you like, do you have like, will Ro- Ro- I, I don't Roman will he be a heel at that time? I don't think he will be. You know, so it'll be whoever is kind of like the 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 big bad at that time. I think you you put him in that orbit. Um, I know people will say give him the title right away, and I would say that's a smart thing to do. I think the sympathy will be on his side. You're able to book a better babyface by having him overcome that so like that that's actually and i think you said this too and, and i you know i'm glad no one took what you said a long time a long time ago in the wrong way where you said you know this might have been really good for him in order for like him to just take a break and restructure his character so i say like where he where he goes is wherever he decides his character goes honestly i agree next bit of news goldberg Talk about Goldberg in the news quite a bit lately. This episode, um, the he had an interview with CBS Sports and talked about actually his match in Saudi Arabia against the Fiend and that he was originally going to lose that match. Now, as history tells you, he won that match and everyone was very upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was um, <laughs> not I. I mean, you just some could say that's where the pandemic truly started, but. He won, <laughs> he won uh, you know, in Saudi Arabia 2020, he says, let's put it this way. I'm a talent. I do what the boss tells me to do. I flew to Saudi Arabia knowing that I was going to lose. Then somehow it changed and the finish was different. And it surely wasn't me because it's an extremely selfish move. Who the hell am I as a part-time guy to come in and demand anything? Truly, I mean, I'm not. Vince gave me opportunities that, you know, maybe I didn't deserve in the past. So I owe that man just about everything. I, n- I never said no to putting anybody over. Maybe back in WCW, I didn't agree with putting Jericho over or something like that. But not in a million years in that fiend situation in Saudi would I have done that. No way in hell. Um, listen, Goldberg got a bad rap for a long time. And maybe it's because it was his own agginess with the world of professional wrestling. And maybe he got that face of that. But. The man, um, I don't think he's a selfish guy. I don't think he's, I think he's very like, he cares a lot about the things that he does and the way he's portrayed as well. Um, that 2020, I mean, maybe one day we'll do something. On, I mean, I'll say one day we'll do something on that. We did talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we that. did. <laughs> um, I could see why they would do it. <laughs> Roman versus Brock. I mean, Roman versus Goldberg is infinitely cooler than Roman versus Wyatt, which the fiend, which we all thought that we were going to get. It it was the right decision. Right person won. If, if, you know, at that time, the idea was to do Roman versus Goldberg, 
it wasn't going to be Roman versus Fiend. I think that there was nothing in Roman's body and soul that ever wanted him to be in a program with that character. <laughs> and he avoided it. And if Goldberg said it wasn't him, I think it was definitely Roman that said, fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So we got a little bit of we got a hashtag Sasha Banks watch. We definitely need a sound effect for this. Um <laughs> something with um you know what never mind um it's gonna be messy but i don't want to do that um sasha Banks spotted hanging out with bailey Ooh. you know she's hanging out with bailey in orlando i know i know the 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 um however the the real bit of news this week the real news the real news that had everybody talking Sasha Banks is booked for a convention. <gasps> and, and, <laughs> and they were talking prices. And they was like, how, how is Sasha Banks charging $30,000, you know, for appearance fees in this climate, in this era, as we're doing this now? What, what, is she even fired? Oh, she's got to be gone by then. What are your Don't thoughts they, on this entire thing? I mean, they do allow certain talents to do um, conventions. I know Kevin Owens does them quite often so i don't think that there was any proof to be i listen i'm not listening to anything because we played this game two years ago remember like i played this game with her two years ago Mm -hmm. and she she ended up coming back so i'm not trusting nothing until they say that she's gone i don't think she's gonna leave um (laughs) the 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 key here right now right is that Mm -hmm. no one no one is saying there's no you know what what's funny there's no naomi watch I mean, she on Instagram seemingly having a great time with her family, but yeah, that's not as <laughs> that's not a thing. No. So I feel like I feel like I, I really feel like Naomi got set up on a dummy move, bro. <sighs> I mean, I feel like they both approached the business very differently, even though they kind of did this one thing together. They definitely approach it a little bit differently, and then also we're gonna. Yeah, they just approach things differently. Sasha doesn't want to be seen unless she's like taking photos somewhere else, and 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 Naomi's perfectly fine sharing her life with her family like a normal person. Um, I think if you had to ask me, I think they'll be back. If they have not been released by now, they will be back because they brought, they brought Ali back just to sit in the back. <laughs> so they bring I mean, in he tag teaming with Cedric Alexander now. So oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was on. I think he's on main event starting this week. Tag team with um, Cedric. I I never thought of that. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad Me at it. Either. Wow! Come on, wow. my heart and soul. Come on now. Wow! Wow! Yo, I, that's actually kind of hard. I fuck with that. Yeah. So I'm. If he's gonna be, if he's gonna be back, at least he's having fun with his friends. Oh gosh. I, I don't want to get in conversation about fun with friends because then you get a bunch of AEW talk. But at least he's having a good time um, doing it. Yes. Uh, let's see. So, another bit of news. Hold on. I'm going through this as once. Jade Cargill deactivates mm-hmm. her Twitter just yes. as she passes the 500 day mark of being undefeated. I don't started, like the I don't like the Goldberg comparison with that. Yeah, especially considering she's only had thirty five matches. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Length of matches notwithstanding, you know, 
I think that let's I'm trying to to offend people, but like Mm -hmm. let's think of context (laughs) and and a lot of this stuff that like obviously a lot of this shit is fake, you know, whatever, whatever. But with Jade, it's it's like I would I would be way more excited about that record being broken if they actually did write by her in other ways. I think that like and the fact that she's only had like a couple matches, she could be having way more matches and getting better. You know what I mean? I think there's way too too often where she's not having matches on TV and not getting better, you know? And with Goldberg, it was different because he had a formula and that formula always followed. I feel as though with Jade, a lot of times when I see her matches, they just kind of follow whatever the fuck is going on at the time. Jade should not be going going 50-50 with a lot of these people. You know what I mean? I agree. I also think that she needs to have more prominent programs. And I'm not saying her program, I mean, that confusing program, whether it's Athena or Chris Statlander, I have no idea who's going to be the actual number one contender for it. But um, she needs more prominent programs. Like, you can't, she's good right now, but also it can't, I feel like a lot of it's the same thing of just like, she comes in, she beats someone ass, she comes in, she talks shit, and then she kind of leaves. But there's no true substance i really truly feel like the only people who had real substance during their feuds in AEW are mjf and chris jericho of a, a variety of things can go on they can kind of tell a story they can have a promo and maybe that's them pushing for that themselves maybe that's them doing going into the business for themselves and not necessarily going in business like that but knowing what works best for them and i mm-hmm. think we need a lot more of that creative structure with a lot of other you know aew things a lot of things aew wise are just matches jade's undefeated streak has for the most part been just matches you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. um they haven't had a very this is i think truly her first big kind of like program program in my opinion and half the time um, it's just promos and half the time it's just promos in the same thing it's like i i love the like listen let let's put that energy of, of like she broke that record but like does she have the impact that goldberg did no and i think that has a lot to do with how she's booked i'm not saying it to be disrespectful i'm saying it because i've watched the show mm-hmm you how who would you how would you have known that if like Sean Rossap didn't tweet that, you know, like she did like the like Goldberg was a moment it was a thing like Jay could be a moment the same way Oscar was too, Jay could be a moment they're not doing right by her to give her that moment, Absolutely. not to me no like like oh come on man she should be destroying people, you know what I'm saying or if you're not gonna have her destroying people she should be getting better, and I don't I don't like actively see that, but um I heard from from a source. Um, that she deactivated because a lot of the hate she's been getting since they announced that. Mm. Hmm. Would it have happened to anybody else? No. Mm. And that's the other side of the coin there where it's like that tribalism is so crazy, right, Mills? It's like they did that as a gotcha to Goldberg, but you end up galvanizing those fans where it's just like they could they could be saying less constructive fans. Yeah, like they they could be saying less constructive things. You know what I mean? And I think if you if you feature a lot more women and you feature, I mean, I can't even say people of color because now they have you know now we have tag team champions who are people of color who are black people and uh, everyone's going up for it. Um, but I did think that matter? Feature, did that matter? I mean, I didn't watch it, but 
and the and the and the biggest in the in the in the large scheme of things. In the large scheme of things. I think, no, I think in, in the in the build up to it, I think it's just it's something that happened. I think they have great matches, but it ended up being something that happened. There was no kind of like true trajectory towards the championship. The trajectory was also was always just the matches with Ricky Starks and Bill Hobbs. It yeah. wasn't like, and we're coming for you next. Mm-hmm. Um or there wasn't any true like um battle between them and the Bucks. And to be honest with you, I think even by the time next week, Bucks probably gonna be like, all right, we're not even worrying about them belts anymore. Where FTR at, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um like, but it, it, it it's two ways that that goes is that they drop it to FB, FTR and the Bucks didn't want to lose them to FTR or they end up having just an inconsequential type tag title reign because they're not actually going to be a focal point. It's like, it just happened. Well, they have great matches. So that's all what Tony Gunn cares about. Like as much as, as much as like a lot of the, and, and I'll say this, like I actually do kind of enjoy the, the larger broad strokes of like Usos and the profits because they actually seem as though they don't like each other. Imagine mm-hmm. you gave that to, Swerve and, and Keith against the Bucks, and or 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 maybe maybe Team Taz should have had those tag titles, and then they they should have fought over it because just giving it to them on on a random because you know and you know I hope Keith his personal issues I hope that you know that all gets worked out, but it's like it it, it, it you know what I mean it seemed a little like here you go you know am, am I capping right. it, no, it just seemed you're not capping at all it, it seemed a little like uh here you go just 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 for now. You know what I mean? Like, it, th- things just happen, and we and we talk about this. I think we talked about this a couple of hours ago. It's just like it's just it's it's a TV show that's a bad TV show, and a lot of things on there don't matter. And to go back to the Jade point, it's like for her to break that record, and largely a lot of her matches didn't matter or were or had no moments where it was like, damn, that was impressive. I think that speaks that that's an indictment on the way that they book her and they book that TV show. They're Absolutely. not doing right by these people. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right, and I think it's how the audience responds to it is basically how they've been conditioned mm-hmm. to respond to it. Um, mm-hmm. We just got some breaking news. Oh no! Fightful Select, and I'm we given to you this for you know, of course, subscribe to Fightful Select. Um, Kenny Omega nearing return details says the cleaner could be headed back to action if what staff and talent in AEW have been told are true. Last week, Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that Young Bucks versus FTR3 was being held off on as the Young Bucks have a major angle that has yet to come to fruition in the works and Fightful Select poked around about the angle, what it could be. What we're told was at least a rumor being referred to by Meltzer involved Kenny Omega. FIFO Select has learned that the tentative plans that a certain staff was made aware of was that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were slated for a six-man program for September's all-out pay-per-view. We've yet to confirm this with AEW officials, and anything could change, as is the nature of professional wrestling. There have been heavy changes and adjustments to the AEW tag team title scene in the past two months due to injury and Jeff Hardy's DUI. Omega has been out of action since shortly after losing the AEW World Championship in November with a plethora of plethora of injuries. The star who seemed poised to feud with Adam Cole has why well, say Adam Cole? Sorry, Adam Cole. Um, <laughs> For a Freudian slip. <laughs> um, who has <laughs> been joined by Undisputed Era members? It's interesting they still call him Undisputed Era. Um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, all of whom sidelined with injuries. <laughs> Um, Omega told Fightful that in June that original timetable was to return for Forbidden Door, but he didn't want to risk it coming back too soon. 
He also told us briefly um, he returned to the road behind the scenes but removed himself as it felt like it was slowing his progress. AEW nor Kenny Omega have confirmed this news and we do not have a specific return date in order thus far. This is all based on what talent and staff has been told. So the summer of injuries um, could potentially lead to a return. Well, well, Kenny's about was out before the summer. He's been out for like a year almost. I know, I know, but it, it could lead to. I would say like they need him now more than ever, right? He'll be back Wednesday because usually when fight for report reports, it happens literally the next <laughs> day. <laughs> I don't know why they be trying to cap and talk like, well, we 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 just what we heard. I'm like, y'all don't be doing that shit for WWE news. <laughs> y'all be like, this y'all, is got, y'all got cousins and everybody else over there and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm <laughs> capping. Shills. Look, <laughs> like strong. Come on, man. Stop capping, bro. Like, he's um, coming on Wednesday. So get ready on Wednesday for him to be back. I don't know why they would not announce him. This show is a show that is in desperate need of, of a big of a big, big moment. Thing. Yeah. If he's coming back. I would not have fed that to a dirt sheet. I would put it on your fucking social media that he's coming back and he has an announcement on Wednesday. Tune in. <laughs> You treat I don't even don't even say announcement because I'm tired of that shit. But <laughs> treat it like Triple H and O2. You know what I'm saying? Like give it the attention it deserves. Kenny Omega is the biggest kind of I guess native star at AEW that has not gone to WWE. But how but how would you how would you bring him back and put him right with the heels again? Like bringing bringing him back and that and I'm I'm like that's my thing too is like. Bringing him back and putting him with with two guys that the fans no longer want to see, they actively boo them and they chant FTR against them. It seems kind of crazy to me. You would cor- you course correct. You would change that up. It, it's interesting. I think they've been steadfast on this Young Bucks thing. Well, here's the thing: they might turn Young Bucks face. To be honest with you, no, I, I'm telling they would get booed out the building. The mm. FTR are their baby faces. I don't know why mm. they would not keep them as that you know what i'm saying and in the six man who would be on ftr side on that do you think the the single I man mean, i assume they wanted cm punk at one point but uh doesn't look like that's gonna be page but, you know it, yeah well yeah i guess they'd be sliding anybody in that they'll slide anybody there just get Is a match another, pair of tights and you you good bro will it be another uh <laughs> portal open do they is there anyone left <laughs> that they could get Gargano, I guess. Gargano would make sense with FTR with their history, I guess. But with Kenny Omega, trying to think, (laughs) who's it? Who would uh, who would fit best with FTR would go against Kenny Omega? Huh? Interesting. I really do think it'll probably be. Well, it looks like Undisputed Elite probably gonna be out for a bit. Um. I'm assuming they're hopefully targeting them to be back in time for all-out pay-per-view, but it's not confirmed. So yeah. I can't imagine why you would still want to go with that plan if they're not going to be there. So, um, Andrade said that he was going to be out for, with an injury, but then two days later <laughs> announced that he was going to be in Ric Flair's final match. <laughs> God bless. Does he? Do, are 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 we put? Are we putting the the fork in him in AEW? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 I would do that. I would don't do nobody, that. listen, don't nobody say, don't the, nobody say, are, say, are we putting the fork in Ric Flair? Because <laughs> especially, man got, was he on, he was on Twitter again, beat up by Jeff Jarrett? Or is that an old clip? 
It's it's new. It's Jeff Jarrett and and Jeff Jarrett and um Jay Lethal, is it? Yo, What's Jeff Jarrett, no, he got a SummerSlam thing going on, right? <laughs> he get the bag wherever. You know, Vince didn't even give a shit. He said, All right, go ahead. Ain't he the director of live events too? <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh which which I can't think of a better a better place for him to be in. I think that's a really good place for him. Not gonna lie. Um but yeah, I I, I mean is it is you just gonna stick the fork in him? Is is it is it over with? Yeah, I would say it's over with. I would say definitely like, this post run has been uh, marred by lack of uh, direction, creativity, and uh, lack of direction and creativity. I would say that. I do think he's solid in the ring, but I think there's a lack of there's been a lack of direction that he blamed, I guess, for WWE and just lack activity at all. And now he has activity, but he still has not found that presence yet. To kind of like, they even hired his. They, they even hired his best friend, and they still. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Man. This Ric Flair last match thing looks incredibly like. Why would? So why is this a tag match now? <laughs> you know that nigga ain't doing no damn regular ass match. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, God bless. I was against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This is very it's it's interesting how this goes down considering Jeff Jarrett's role in the WWE. I'm so you know, and when is this going down? Um, <laughs> I'm looking is- at it right now. First of all, him getting beat up, bloodied up <clears throat> in the parking lot by Jeff Jarrett as if this is 2015 again during COVID. Oh, Oh, it goes down. This goes down SummerSlam weekend, the day after SummerSlam, on a Sunday. So you want to see Ric Flair in the ring a day after SummerSlam? I mean, Hang it up, around. old man. Hang it up, old around. man. If you still I, around, um, I was gonna say. I mean, there's some Cesaro news, but it's not really that you know thing. What is it? Uh, I've been following AEW for a while. When it came time for me to just kind of take a step back, I felt that AEW was a better fit for me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I'm having fun wrestling, and that's why I pick AEW. I thought it was time to move on from WWE. It's the same. It was the same before when I was in Ring of Honor. Now it's time to make – I felt like now it's time for me to take a step towards WWE. That's what I did, and now it's like, okay, now it's time for me to make the next step, and I'm happy I did, so – NBC Sports Boston, just as whatever. I, I listen. Get the get the bag, bro. Yeah, get the bag, bro. You know yeah, what I mean. Get the bag. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Um, maybe we should get into shows for this week. <laughs> yeah, we should. <clears throat> um, sad, 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 pathetic shows this week. We're in the doldrums uh, of of it. I said last week. I I feel like I can't agree with 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 you know. They're not just being a Cody there, but I can't agree with like they just don't know what to do with these people. I I will say that I <clears throat> I enjoyed I enjoy how quickly they're getting to the matches on SummerSlam because I am kind of excited for SummerSlam. I will say that much. I'm I mean I'm a watch. I can't say I'm excited, but I'm a watch. So they got me nonetheless, but I don't think I'm excited. I don't think you you get excited for anything. So no, nah, but nah, I've been excited for things. I mean, I'm excited for like, wow, Stone Cold's coming back. Wow, Cody's returning. All this other you don't stuff. Don't even like, sound excited when you're saying that you were excited. 
I mean, because I'm talking about this like months after, like it all happened. So I'm excited for that kind of stuff. This, it kind of seems like, you know, a lot of things are happening that we've seen. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, I'm, I don't know. And then it's coming really, really soon. So we'll see. Possibly the week of, I'll maybe be a lot more excited for all of this. Um, yeah, I'm, not I, going I, to MSG. I'm not going to MSG. Um, so we'll see. I did enjoy that. Um, <clears throat> the, that they had the, uh, Becky Bianca thing already set. They're making this look epic. So I did like that, but SmackDown, uh, shit, what happened with SmackDown? Um, Pat McAfee came out and cut a vociferous promo to kick off the show. Um, returning from injury, vowing to destroy Happy Corbin, and then introducing the 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 baby face of the century, Liv Morgan. So that was that was an interesting kickoff to SmackDown. Um, and Liv Morgan handedly beat Natalia in a championship contenders match. So how did you feel? How do you feel about this Liv Morgan as we're angling towards Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, um, SummerSlam? Uh, championship looks good on her. The, it, 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 it brightens her face. She looks great. Um, I'm, I'm worried about this match. <laughs> uh, it's, it's two baby faces. I don't know who will actually lead this match. I think Liv could yeah. probably lead this match, but I think they'll hustle, man. I, I think they really will surprise people. Um, I think I this is, so. I think this is the one match on the card that's kind of like no one. It's, we've never seen it, you know. So like we don't know really what to expect. Right. Um, I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic because I think of anyone this year who has really been working hard and, and getting their reps in and getting their shit in, it's been Liv Morgan. So I'll give her the, um, I will give her the benefit of the doubt here and say like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much kind of looking forward to this and, and to see how it shakes out. I'd say without going too much into prediction territory, the placement of this on the card, I think for this match is very important. Yeah. And, and SummerSlam is weird because it's a one night show. So like yeah. a lot of like if there's things that happen like shocking surprises it has to happen in the beginning middle or end so we'll see. Absolutely. Um, good lord, what else happened on SmackDown? Lacey Evans, she's doubling down on heel. Lacey Evans. I didn't watch. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't interested. <laughs> um, listen, Austin Theory continues. The, he's a lightning rod of hate. Had a. Mad, a match with Mad Cat Moss that I would say, listen, if this was in full stale, it maybe goes five stars. <laughs> I, I listen, I enjoyed that match. Are we I looking really, at the future of the WWE here? Um, one of them, yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't, I didn't know that guy Riddick could work like that. He's, he's a worker. He really is a worker. He's good. I don't think, to be honest with you, if it was in my thing, I I don't think he's cool enough to just be rocking just black ass trunks. And no, just like just playing. You gotta have, you gotta. We've just watched the A and E documentary of Goldberg. We've seen Stone Cold Steve Austin. They could wear black trunks because they had everything else in tow. Mad Cat Moss, you need a little bit more, my friend. Put a design. I would on argue. That. I would argue he's not. I would argue he's not cool enough for that name. So like at the end of the day, like Madcap mm, Moss does sound like a, a a fucking fire rapper from 
Where would he be from? Nashville. Um, Sac- Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was a good match. I, I, th- I think what's the story here, right? Like the story here is that like there's so many people that are gunning for him that that could actually hinder him from cashing in. I do yeah. think they're laying it in too heavy, and I think the cash in will be the story of the night at SummerSlam. I mean, he's going to have to at this point because everybody else is after him. Like, if he does not cash in in the SummerSlam, it will get taken from him at some point because he has got so many people. I mean, just in the Madcap match alone, it was interrupted by Sami Zayn and the Usos, who aren't even faces. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and so, I like I like the moment when they came out because the fans popped for it because it's like if there's anyone that people hate, um. More than the Usos in the Bloodline, it's Austin Theory. So, absolutely, is it? It was an interesting dichotomy there, where the the Bloodline actually got a rare face pop for actually coming out to interrupt Austin Theory and and to scare him off. So, like, what they're doing here is a lot better than what they were doing a month ago with him. You know, absolutely. like, I, I think that there is absolutely absolutely some intrigue here as to how this ends up. They are way too horny to tell everyone that there's going to be some type of cash and shenanigans. I'm not willing to say that he's not going to complete the cash in. I'm not willing to say that, but they keep bringing up the 80%. They keep bringing up former money in the bank winners are actually coming after him now. Uh, like it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's intriguing. I, I, I dig it. Um, we also got another, yo, these, all right, we got to, I mean, I was about to say we got to stop it. Then raw kind of made it worse. But I can't have one of the Street Profits versus one of the Usos anymore. We've done it way too many times. Like, please stop. I don't care how fire the match is. I don't care how anything is. We got to stop. Because I love Angelo Dawkins, but I don't need you to face Jimmy Uso, then Jay Uso, and then be running back the following month. I don't need to see that happening again. Um, Just to name that Jeff Jarrett is going to be the special referee, which I guess fits with the town, but to me doesn't fit with the match. (laughs) <laughs> i need to see jeff jared jeff jared need to come out and like raise hell like i feel like he needs to establish that he's the true authority in this match i, I feel like just naming him to me was just like okay i guess well having him not be there was kind of odd very odd i'm like aren't you the director of live events or am i bugging or not <laughs> he is you know he is he absolutely is is this not a live event I don't know. I guess he's warm. He's warm. He was shooting that flare thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just being a flare in a parking lot. <laughs> he was shooting that. That's why he was. That's why he was busy. So got to do a retake. <laughs> Not enough blood. Don't blame him for that. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty much all of that. For for I I'm wondering I'm I'm very concerned I'm like Zia Lee's not on the show Shotzi's not on the show I'm like y'all need y'all need to be using these women on this show man y'all actually have like a kind of cool roster Raquel already in the background i'm like you cannot put raquel to the background in favor of lacey evans i'm sorry like if, if if i had to choose one maga i would probably choose raquel because there's just clearly an upside we've seen what lacey can do <laughs> move her to the I'm, side bro yeah not impressed not impressed at all we don't need to get but here's the thing it's because that she's serviceable enough on the mic uh, all right she, she's not bad on the mic actually she's good on the mic I'm not she give her that. she's good i don't care i don't care what she's saying but but she's good on the mic She's good on the mic. And I think that's the redeem that's the quality that puts her head and shoulders above everybody else on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's the reason why 
if Charlotte is not back, if Charlotte does not big boot for Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan in that SummerSlam match, <laughs> we will likely be seeing Lacey Evans versus Liv Morgan up next. Oh, God. In my opinion. Sa- save us, um, Charlotte, or, or no? Save us, Charlotte, please. Save us, save us draft. How about that? Need that. That can't come any sooner, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that was SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown wasn't really that... You could zoom past that show, to be honest with you. I had it on in the background. <laughs> the um, go home would be fun. I yeah, imagine. It'll be live. Yeah. It'll be live and in Nashville and all the other stuff like that. We'll have some, oh, and they're doing the um, every all hands on deck shows for next week. Yep. So, Roman will be on Raw. So Roman will be on Raw. Brock is going to be here next week as well. Probably Ronda as well. Rey Mysterio, maybe something else. Let's get into Monday Night Raw and potentially. One of the most questionable opens. Now, I've missed a lot of it because, you know, we were doing, we were handling some business on Monday. What the hell? I was so (laughs) confused. What's Titus O'Neil doing? It's like they do. Writing raw. (laughs) I don't know. I, I think your crisis comm shouldn't be this transparent. You know what I mean? And if you got to go out there and say, for one, they sent them on a dummy mission and, you know, good on Titus. He's a, he's a company guy. He's going to do what they ask him. From the city, you know. He's from there. You know what I'm saying? The crowd was visibly and verbally confused at what was going on. I heard somebody say, what? (laughs) At one point after he said, we're not going to talk about. Oh, oh, they got, they got in their what's during that night. (laughs) Trust me. They got more than enough what's for the whole night. The what's were going crazy all night. And yeah, I'm like, Tampa, come on. Y'all got to 2002? Come on, man. We got to get out of there. Y'all y'all, 20 years in the past. Relax. It it was so crazy that he came out. So basically, the gist of this promo is that Titus O'Neil came out and said, WWE is basically not a place where we're going to talk about anything other, to, other, than, other than entertainment and having fun. And that's fine to do if you're if the owner of your company was is an embroiled in a in a sex scandal with several employees that work there. You can do that. that I think that that's completely fine if you were just doing that on an off chance if there was no controversy that's been looming over your head for the past three weeks. But that is what you're doing right now. And the thing about this is that it shows that there is just such a such a a dissonance between wrestling and the real world. And I think it's why this isn't being reported so widely on other outlets because what's real and what's fake here. They're taking something that's real, putting it in a ring where most of the things that happen in the ring are not real and saying, Hey, this is what we do here. We, we, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we have no clue. Is this a new, is this an angle? Is he doing this to, to kind of lightly address it? Cause at the end of the day meals, they didn't need to address anything. They didn't no, need to say really anything. They, they absolutely didn't at this point. Um, so yeah, they sent Titus on this dummy mission and it just ended up being awkward. It's not even that viewed on YouTube. It's like one of the lowest things viewed on YouTube, to be honest with you. And if, if um, the dislikes were on, it'd probably be the most disliked thing of last night. Because it's so distant. Let me see if they, they put the comments on. Comments on would be dangerous. Um, comments sure on. Well, okay. First comment says, so happy to see Titus as an ambassador. He's a beloved human being, beloved father and husband. All right, stop it there. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. 
Well, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff for there's a lot of great stuff about Titus on here, and and that's why they did it. And it's like obviously it's like, you know, the, the WWE speaking to a specific denomination where it is the I don't want politics in my wrestling and shit like that. Like that's fair. We don't get that anyway. They've they've all but stopped talking about Donald Trump. They've all but stopped talking about Linda Linda McMahon. I switched it. I switched. I sorted it by most recent quotes, and the first quote that come up it says, "Well, welcome to Monday Night Propaganda." <laughs> well, well, what's different than anything else? <laughs> oh God! Oh no! All right, yeah. See, see, I shouldn't have looked this up. Hmm. Mm. 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 Yeah. It just just odd it was it was like a five six minute speech too i thought he delivered it well <laughs> Listen, if this is if this is make it a win the deluxe edition he nailed that shit <laughs> do you think he'll do you think he'll go into uh politics in florida i think he would think he'd be so. a really i think he would be a really good democratic candidate i i, I the, so. the one thing the one thing about titus that i see he has been progressive in um lgbt issues racial issues um He's. I think he's actually gone as far as to say, like, "Hey, we need to. We need to." Re-. He hasn't said defund the police, which I'm like, "All right, man, come on, nigga." But he has said that we need to reform the police, especially in Tampa Bay, stuff like that. Like, it will fly in the face of a lot of the former pro wrestlers, like Matt Morgan and, and fucking uh, Drake Wirtz. You know what I'm saying? Who, who are like far right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 in politics, there, like, I, I think it would be it would be cool. It'd be cool if he went into politics. I think he he got the look. Um, he's beloved. I think what he does for the community is, is amazing. I just I think that it would just completely tone deaf to send that guy, a black man at that out there doing that type of shit. Like that's that's just tone deaf as fuck. I, I didn't enjoy that segment at all. Hey man, Titus O'Neil for mayor. That might end up having to be the title of this podcast. But my Titus thing is this, O'Neil. like my thing is this, right? Like him and Vince actually got into a fight on yeah, camera. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, yo, if you're gonna have Titus do this, then make him the chairman. Shit. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Why I I a black man with with on, with man. with a, a East Asian person and, and Nick Khan and a woman like that would be crazy. Talk about that'd it. be crazy. That'd be cool. Um, we got some announcements okay. on before before Raw. Uh, Riddle versus Seth Rollins. That you know you know what? That's why I'm excited because I think like that 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 is gonna be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like. He might he he might not you know we might not get the Cody match but we're gonna get that work rate you know what I'm saying and I think a lot of people have been waiting to see this and I think sermons um shout out to sermons domain um he was like well, so who wins this and I was like we do because I don't see there being a, a, a instance where this match isn't immediately one of the best matches on the show but I think Seth wins it <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm going I'm going for Seth the guy who just finished losing three times in a row um. That'll be my that's my early prediction for next week. Uh no, it's a it's it's going to be a great match. Um the program is selling itself. We had KO return on Raw this week. It was always good to see KO. Um had Riddle on the KO show. Looked like an ambush, felt like an ambush, tasted like an mm-hmm. ambush. <laughs> it was an ambush. <laughs> well, I mean KO didn't help, so I mean you ain't got to... I've seen enough, you know, television shows to know when someone sets a trap. Okay. You know? 
they need to give him something to do if they're gonna uh, push him away from uh um Ezekiel. And also stop acting like Ezekiel's like some young talent. Like you got mad people b- backstage. Ezekiel can do something else than having the second match with Seth Rollins in two weeks. <laughs> Come on, my nigga. Yeah. Like, what, what what were y'all thinking? Like, that's my thing. It was like, what were y'all thinking this week with a lot of the shit on the show? Like, we did y'all yeah. forget y'all booked this two weeks ago? If they announced Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali, I'm there. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm there. Let's do it. Have Let's they done do Seth and Theory yet? Make them. You know what I'm saying? Make them. Let's do Let's it. But this other stuff, nah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. I'm not with it at all. We are not tapped in for that. This entire raw was like, huh? <laughs> um, you you had Becky at the top of the show come out and announce that she was facing the winner of uh Bianca versus Carmella. Of course, Carmella and Bianca had another match in which uh Bianca definitively uh defeated Carmella to go towards Becky Lynch for a SummerSlam. They're running it back. History is not on Bianca's side here, but we'll see. The, the WWE knows how to get you with emotional moments that have that have like potentially like ruined your childhood and or adulthood for a lot of these people. But um, <laughs> how do you? Well, let, let me ask you this: How do you book this match after you kind of did what they did at WrestleMania, where it kind of seemed my, like my issue with this is like why? How come it's not okay for there to be um, rematches? Uh, on on certain shows like this, especially with like, and I and I even put well shit, AEW, AEW doesn't do them, but um, but people are okay with Okada Tanahashi ten, and and Okada Naito ten. It's like these people make magic. They make really great fucking matches. We've seen people like well, Cody and stuff have three good matches in a row. Let them work it out. Well, I think it's basically because it felt like a story, right? And you felt like you had a beginning, you felt you had a climax, and you felt like you had an ending already. And now it kind of feels like we're retreading the same plot over again. No, I think we're not. That's my main, I think that's my main thing with this one. I mean, what 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 new are they establishing between Becky Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair? This is this is actually the place, and it's her hometown too. It's actually the place where um, the place where she lost in twenty six seconds. She brought it right up. She said that was the lowest part of my career, and even though she beat her in Mania. Yeah, she did, she, she did that already. She did, but she did that already. She won a title at Mania already. She hasn't beat. She hasn't beaten Becky at SummerSlam. She got to run that back. And plus, it's not. This is this is essentially your rubber match in terms of just the big events that they've done. I mean, I know they've had matches in between this, but um, this is essentially like your your rubber match of big event matches that they've done, where it's like, okay, she got her at SummerSlam. Bianca ran it back at, at WrestleMania and beat her at that big event, and so it's one one essentially in terms of just like having that 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 you know on those big shows on those big fours so it's like again it's like she wants to overcome 20 like mania wasn't the okay now they're saying according to them they're saying that mania wasn't the the redemption for 26 seconds this one is i mean it was was, it was essentially the redemption for 26 seconds for me and if this match wasn't happening um it would have been for everybody else but you're not the one telling the story I mean, yeah, I'm not the one telling the story, but I think it's a bad story. I think it's like I'm not saying I I would never say anything between these two and them having an. I'm never going to complain about two uh, match between these two, so you're not going to get me to do that. I'm not. I'm not trying to get you to do that. I'm explaining my own opinion, but it's when you get like you told the story, you've had this arc of this story, and you reach there, and it's it's redemption for 26 seconds, all this other stuff like that. Like we we built up to that point. 
we talked about this all on the lead to WrestleMania. So now that we're doing it again within the span of like these last three weeks, it's like, it doesn't hit the same for me. The match is going to be fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't hit the same for me. Um, it's, you know, it's, I can't buy, they're telling the story, the great, the package is amazing, all the other stuff like that. But, you know, I, I, I'm not as excited as I was about the WrestleMania match, and that's kind of it for me. But I'm, I know it's going to be great, but I'm just not as the excited. Match, to up to you know, it. The, the plans change for the Mania match. I, I don't think the plans change for this one. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm playing with you. No, um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you want from it. I, I think that they they established. Well, no, it's not. It's not. You don't have it, to. It, you don't have to like go through like what i'm going to get out of it it just is what it is i'm just not at this point but i can be next week but i just overall think that story-wise for me it doesn't like completely shake out it's, in the, it's the run back to one it's the run back to one of the greatest women's matches one of the greatest matches i'm even gonna dignify it with with a gender one of the greatest matches in wrestlemania history i'm getting another one I I've been excited for Okada Tanahashi 18 times i've been excited for nakamura Tanahashi 24 times they always do great things in the ring. Let run, let's run it back. If 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 the if if the story is that she she left she left SummerSlam looking dumb as hell last year, and she don't want to do that shit again, it's up to Bianca and Becky and Molly and TJ and whoever's doing that shit to come up with something that that hooks us and be like, okay, it all makes sense again. And it was it's Becky, her storytelling this year. I ain't doubting nothing she do. With her, the way she's been telling the story this year, I ain't doubting. I'm not doubting anything Becky does. Again, is I am not doubting any of the abilities of these people. I said band. story. I said story. I didn't say match. Story's still weak to me. That's fine. Um, what else we got on this show? Uh, uh Judgment Day Mysterios. Next week they're celebrating 20 years of. That would be so crazy if they interrupted Rey Mysterio's 20 years just to do a comeback for Edge. <laughs> that would be wild, but also, like, just bring Edge back. What are we doing? <laughs> they, keep bringing, they keep talking about Edge. They keep mentioning him in promos. I think it's pretty obvious Edge is coming back. Um, is Dominic switching? Do you think Dominic goes to Judgment Day? And also, do you approve of him being as heavily recruited as he is, knowing that Dominic is Dominic? I think being with his dad ain't been working, so why would, why not put him with some real niggas? <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Be... Why not? I mean, it ain't working with his dad. I, I think yeah, that... Yeah. Damien Priest story, show him the way, if you know what I'm saying. The story I would tell, I know I'm not the guy with the book, with the pen, is that Edge does come back and, and Ray chooses Edge to be his, his partner and not Dominic. And Dominic feels a way about that. And then that leads to him joining Judgment Day because he's just like, you know, I put my body on the line for you to save your life. And look at what I get for it. And you still looked over me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm time. It's time for me to, to do, it, do it on my own. You know what I mean? And I think that would give a Dominic an opportunity to stop having a moveset that's so much like his father is a character that's so tied into his father and allow him to do his own thing. And, another, and, and it, it gives Judgment Day a, a reason to, you know what I'm saying? have the stable and i think it gives them a little bit more heat behind them other than you know other spooky stables that they've tried to do before you know what i mean it's like they keep talking about this new member it's clearly not going to be champa like people thought it was going to be 
Dominic to me would be a, a, a surprising turn. It's just in how they do it and um, how long they stick with it. Because like, I do think there is some, there's some blood in that stone. If, if edge comes back and he's a part of that with him and Ray. And I think that that would be a really cool tag team. Just, you know, one more time for old time's sake. Um, I, but I, I will say I'm intrigued by the angle. If it, if it does end up going that way. If I had the book judgment, day would have kidnapped Dominic and either have the opportunity of Rey Mysterio and Edge saving Dominic or Dominic coming out completely reformed, transformed by the Judgment Day and all their theories and all this stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe I would have done that, but, you know, we don't have the book. Uh, speaking of not having the book, Angela Dawkins <laughs> face almost, and then the Street Prophets, street Prophets faces almost an MVP on Monday Night Raw. I, I really don't understand this booking. <laughs> can I Kevin really Owens just not face almost or something? Like, can Veer not? Veer seems to be going babyface, which Veer Hornman at, at this point. Now. Thank you, thank you, God. They're and they're using his sexiness as a character. Thank you. There's no way somebody that looks as cool as he does should be a bag a, a snarling heel monster heel. He should be a like a cool babyface. Have him face Omos. I don't get. I don't get it. Just do it. I want to see it, mm. or I want to see Bobby versus Veer. Yo, speaking this of Bobby, this Bobby got Bobby got the vid. Why you say that? He ain't been on Raw like the last two weeks. He wasn't on last week. Was he on last week? He wasn't on this week. I will tell you that. He was. I thought he was on last week. Wasn't even a mention of him. He was on. on he was on last week. He was in. A, he was in a main event. <laughs> he was in a tag match at Riddle. <laughs> Where? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the so What the hell? We're, so where Bobby this week? I think that I think they've been a lot more liberal with giving people time off when they ask for it. So he's, he's probably got time off. On the road to SummerSlam. Oh what? They didn't need him this week. I mean, you had listen. But when I, I heard when you got five niggas running after you, I guess you don't need Bobby Lashley, the guy he's facing at SummerSlam, to do anything else too. When I heard that it was it was La- it was Riddle versus not Riddle, it was AJ versus uh, Austin Theory. I was like, please God no. And then I actually watched the match and it was pretty good. So sorry. I'm sorry, AJ. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Listen, he had a good promo this week, that theory guy. He had a good promo. He's been talking, he's a lot more serious and he's less goofy with it. He still looks goofy. The selfie is gone. The selfie's gone. So take the selfie out of his Titan Tron, please. I think they're gonna angle towards that or thing towards that. Do all right. You know what? I'll exit next week. I'll ask the cash-in question next week. Um, let's see. If you wanted to see women do stuff on a show, look mo- no further than Monday Night Raw. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the span of three minutes, we had four different title reigns for the 24-7 championship. 2018 Alexa Bliss would be kicking 2022 Alexa Bliss right in the ribs. <laughs> Here's my thing. People be, people be wanting Alexa to be in the top of the card until she's the top of the card. The same person that amassed like four title reigns in like like a year, and people was like so tired of her. And then they they they're like, okay, give her something to do. It's like y'all be wanting it until it happened. Just like y'all wanted Charlotte to win the title until she did it, and then y'all ain't want it no more. So y'all need Amen. to figure out y'all need to figure out uh you know what y'all want to do, which y'all which y'all want to see her do. You know what I mean? Amen. Sticker in that sticker in that twenty women battle royal on two point I ain't gonna be mad. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would be wild as fuck. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be, that'd be nuts. Um, We closed the show. 
I thought it was very concerning, not concerning, but very weird that The Miz was closing the show. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Logan Paul. <laughs> I felt like he wasn't promoted enough that he's going to be there that night. I, maybe I, I like, didn't care. I feel like I didn't know that. I watched it last night. I mean, it's fresh in my head here. Like, they barely even said he was there. They, they didn't even show him, like, pull up in a limousine. <laughs> like, <sighs> So, The Miz, after being goaded into having tiny balls, um, which is the... Uh, how can you be goaded into having tiny balls? You either have them or you don't. I just, he's just goaded into having them. And I think I he was, just had no, <laughs> I'm concerned about, first of all, I think the running gag has ended. And I think we can kind of get off the, the tiny balls thing. Um, especially if we TV 14 now. Come on. Now. I feel like it's a Miz this thing. A, that this is keep, a Nickelodeon. I, I feel like it's a missed thing that they keep hammering home because he seems to be really enjoying the tiny balls thing. So it's got to be a Bruce thing. Maybe Bruce is Bruce know. is actually out, I believe, with a, a shoulder injury. So might be zooming it in. Um, you, but you're gonna make it happen regardless. You're gonna you're gonna make that you're gonna make that narrative happen, bro. Like I'm make it happen. You zoom meeting. <laughs> make sure you put the balls in there. Um, <laughs> Logan Paul. Um, versus The Miz at SummerSlam. It's going down. Very it's good showing by Logan Paul. I thought he looked good. Um, Sorry, I was stretching. I thought he looked good. Of course. Of course. It's Miz segment. Why not uh, refresh yourself? I, I thought guess. the promo was good, too. I, I, I like that the what chance did not def- deter him. I think that we've even seen with some of the most ardent professionals like Damian Priest from earlier this year, where the the yes or the the what chance will they'll rattle you? And Logan seemed to be like really on it. I thought he delivered a good babyface promo. I think it is going to be very tough for people to buy him as a babyface. However, I really do. It's going to be interesting to see what people, um, how they react next week. I do almost feel like like feel as though he should really just still play up him being a you know being a kind of a, a douchebag because I feel like it's just two douchebags going against each other. Obviously, Miz will probably get the most support, but I think if Logan starts showing off some really cool stuff, I, I do think he'll start getting a babyface reaction. I also think I, I also agree if he started showing off some cool stuff, he would. I think, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. But nonetheless, uh, Logan Paul ends up being run off by the Miz and Champa. Champa closed yeah. Monday Night Raw, man. Listen, come on, you better get you some. Listen, the smartest thing he could have ever done was say, I will work with The Miz. He probably said, I love The Miz, too. Probably say, yeah, of course. The Miz? That's my that's, guy. Hey, put that suit on, man. Open that door, man. Let him in. Open that door. All right, he ain't open no doors. Yeah, you ain't got to belittle the man yet. But hey, Open that you know, door, my man. Listen, I mean, that's the end of the very non-worthwhile raw to me. <laughs> Like, I was watching the home run derby, and I don't even watch baseball, but that was that was interesting. Um, we're at the point where the the rosters that we have right now are currently constructed. We're kind of tired of seeing the matchups, so like, absolutely. it's time because it SmackDown got fleeced, and there's no, you know, SmackDown got all the uh, Raw got all the SmackDown's top talent, and now they don't even showcase the the little you know new talent that they got. Because SmackDown got fleeced. Are we ever going to agree to that? We're almost a year later. <sighs> What's the SummerSlam card look like? Uh... 
It's eight matches already. God they damn. Got two more. They got two more. Man. Do you think Gunther kind of slides in there? Nope. <laughs> nope. I wonder what his first... Oh, his first pay-per-view could be Clash. So that that's fine. Yeah. The first it, pay-per-view it, could be Clash. It likely will be. Um, but I, I think, think they can find that title on SmackDown. Not this week, <laughs> but like in the future. I think they solid on what they have here, though, with the eight matches they have. This is solid. No, nah, it's it solid, but I don't think it's going to end there. Unless they got like a product placement. You know how they do, you know, Battle Royal presented by Pizza. Oh, you, you know what the fuck they're going to do? They're probably going to do Drew and Sheamus on this shit, too. Drew is oh, not yeah, missing yeah. this card. More than likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drew, Sheamus, maybe Nashville Street Fight or something like that. Let me see. What's SummerSlam presented by this year? Hold on. It's presented by um, Peacock. Xfinity. (laughs) A cable Uh, on a... (laughs) No, stop it. Cut the cord on a thing match. We we get a rare special guest referee thing here. I don't think we've seen a special guest referee match in quite some time in an event like this. Yeah. Drew Sheamus. If they did Drew Sheamus, that probably should have got the special guest referee. Because then they... That could be the opener, though. That could be a really hot opener. Or you could do Riddle Seth as the opener. Or you could do Lashley versus Theory as the opener. I think that works, too. Because it, it, it plays up. Because I think the, the 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 later Theory's matches, the less likely he is to cash in. I feel like tag team is going to open the show. Get him That's going to go there. long, though. That's going to go long. I, I think that goes 20, 25. Do, do Roman and Brock never really go long? Do you think they go to distance this time? Yeah, it's last man standing. They got to at least wait till 10. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think you got the, the broad strokes here. I don't think the car looks terrible. Um, Someone was kind of... Someone was kind of like... Oh, good. Yeah, it looks good. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, be predicting it. we'll be predicting it next week. Oh, you know what they're going to add? They're going to add whatever the judgment they're going to do. I hope so. Yeah. So, Seamus Drew, I'm calling it Seamus Drew, some type of stip match, and Ray and Edge versus Judgment Day. I hope so. I hope so. This is the first SummerSlam to not be held in August. That's crazy. All right. So, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, oh, wait, we, got, we got Max Dupree's debuting his sister on SmackDown this week. Jenny, Jenny, probably. Shout out to shout out to Gunther, man. Everybody get a bag when you with Gunther. Got yes, sir. He says, "Yo, get your passport nah, ready." Nah, nah, don't talk about Gunther this this week, bro. Nah, nah. I heard get he had a ceiling, bro. I heard he on the ceiling, bro. He he had a ceiling, bro. I'm not trying to hear it. I refuse to go against my own thing of like. Until WWE proves me proves it different in this case, it's very rare occasions these foreign heels don't have a ceiling, especially after they get beat for the first time. Yeah, all right. for meals, <laughs> I am Justin. Don't forget you have spot callers coming up very very soon this week. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the Bash 2009. So sign up for our Patreon, five dollars down, get you all of our shows early, and you get extra content. And we have a lot of extra content to be announced very soon. Uh, stay tuned for that as well as uh, our merch announcement that's coming up imminently. Uh, so we'll make sure you follow us at the HRNC for all the news on that first on Twitter. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on the A-Show. Peace.